Welcome to the Project 40 podcast on August 1st, 2017. I'm Shireen Vishmaya in San Francisco, California, and today I'm going to be talking with my beloved mentor and collaborator on the recent Project 40, The Moon, Katie Noura in Egypt. She actually lives right at the pyramids, right outside of Cairo, and she's one of the most uh, powerful priestesses and tarot masters, path workers that you can ever imagine. You'll, get a, you'll, you'll definitely get a sense listening to her. And since we've just wrapped up this 40 days, we're remarking on how intense it's been. Certainly, yes. I guess it's like life, really, you know. Shireen, it's like pushing a bicycle up a hill, you know. The first 40 years is arduous and toilsome, and, you know, every day seems so long. And then once you get halfway, let's hopefully 40 years halfway, mm-hmm. then you fly past. Yes. It flies. It's like life. You know, you go down the, down, the, down the hill on the bicycle, and events and people fly past. You look at people, and they're babies, and the next moment, you know, they're grown up and getting married. It's quite, it's astounding, really, time. I'm yes. Just relative. Yes. Yeah. And we're talking under the Scorpio moon about to go into Sagittarius, but we just had the strong death theme, death rebirth theme on... The ranging plains of Sagittarius, sitting here looking at the desert, you know, sitting here on the edge of the Sahara, nothing between me and the pyramids, but desert all the way to Libya. Yeah, the Western Desert. I love that you get to see that every day. Like, So for those of you who don't know, Katie lives, if you haven't figured that out already from the Project 40, she actually lives at the pyramids in Giza. Yes, just on the very edge of Cairo. Just Cairo to my right as I sit here. And all the desert and the pyramids and the Sphinx in front of me. So I'm getting, I'm preparing myself to leave. I'm going back to London on Thursday. Aww. And that's always a very hard, um, it's always a very hard emotional. Yeah. I'll be all right when I get there. Going back and forth, your two homes. It's very Gemini. Yeah. You have a home in London, a home in Egypt. Yes. And you know, my North Node is in Gemini, my south node is in Sag, second age. Mm-hmm. North node near the sun, but I think that fits in with like London life and desert life. Yes, yes, the two worlds completely. I know, and so, you know, that, that uh, I think I've sort of got that sort of together, you know, with the north node in Gemini, of course I'm never to escape, you know, civilization. Much as I long to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd love, part of you would love to just be there in the desert yeah. full time. One day. <laughs> What's so beautiful is, you know, I was inspired by Jung going into the desert for the, you know, his red book. And his, you know, he uses that analogy of the desert for trying to find his soul. You know, like those years he spent alone really delving into his unconscious, he considered that the, the years in the desert. Yes. So, in the 40 days of wandering, 40 days and 40 nights of wandering in the desert is a big alchemical theme. Jesus. Yeah. You know, actually, 40 days, isn't he? Before yeah. he arrived, his ministry, they, you know, in the Bible, it speaks of that. 40 days, and they suffered two 40 days, you know, we just had... 40 days, and they, everybody's had 40 days in the desert because they've had, you know, I've carried that desert for them. Yep. 
And I actually did give a reading to someone who, uh, in the seminars who had a, a problem with the desert. But I hope we fix that. Yes. I, it's an interesting, I, I know, it's a, it's a powerful symbol. Yeah, some people don't like the, literally don't like the desert, I think, because of the symbolic dryness of it. Yes, the dryness. And the, the desolation. I think the Sahara is probably different than other deserts. But, you know, of course, there is such a, such a clarity. I mean, I didn't think I would love the desert. You know, I grew up in, in the, on the green ray, you know, in the Celtic ray, Irish background, mm. fairs, leprechauns, woodlands, you know, all the Celtic witchcraft, all those <laughs> gypsy, all those things were very important and, you know, psychologically very forming for me. And, you know, the Scottish hills and the Welsh holidays we went on. But, you know, a desert couldn't be farther from that. But, you know, it, there is such a kind of feeling of um, divine connection that you get in the desert. So yes. although we don't have fairies here in Egypt, <laughs> and we don't, I've never seen fairies yet, <laughs> who have, you know, the gods mm-hmm. and you are in contact with them and the veil between the world the portal is very strong mm. and, you know, other worlds into the archetypal levels. yes the portal is so strong I love the desert I love the desert yeah yes. it feels so healing and mystical and I love the heat in the day and the cool at night and you like horses don't you I do yes I mean we've got this is horse city where we are you probably hear them <laughs> yes Okay, that's a dream. That's a dream. <laughs> I love it. Wow, that's a that's a beautiful image, and I can't believe. So we we've done, um, you know, we we went through one full moon cycle. We started on the solstice, the summer solstice, and here we are. Yeah. So we've actually been. It's been a very sacred period, isn't it? That period from. Solstice to Lammas, you know, it really is the, uh, you know, it's the, it's the beginning, you know, of the sacrifice, isn't it? When he comes to the height of his power at the mm, solstice, yes, he gives himself over to the feminine at um, at Lammas, where he was traditionally, in actual fact, the god for sacrifice. I love the that. Goddess. And then, of course, we come into really her time, the time of you know, March and all of that, the equinox, which will be, you know, the next Sabbath. That's so that's, yes, a very, very interesting time. It's been very powerful. We're at the halfway mark now, right? We're right between the the equinox and the, I mean, sorry, the so solstice no, and the equinox. No, we're going between the Lamas, the Lunasad today, okay. and the equinox, which will be the next one. The equinox, yeah. The, the autumnal equinox, and then of course, 
Sawain. Yes. <laughs> yes, the, the dark time. Yeah. And then the winter, the winter solstice, which is very lovely here. Yeah. Very, very special here, the winter solstice. The summer solstice is powerful, but it's a bit too hot. But the winter solstice is a lovely time in Egypt. You get very beautiful, clear, bright, fresh sunshine. Oh, yeah. Cool that is beautiful. Night. It is lovely, the winter solstice here. Mm. Always very special. And it's a time when you do sort of see things. You know, the... the um, you, in fact, I could see it. Just remember I put down about it around the summer solstice, the, 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 the car body of the pyramids was very, very uh, apparent. Yes. See yes. that around the solstices? Yes. Just the, the whole kind of portal opens out, and um, you actually see these, all these pyramids stretching way, way up to the heavens. They're, you see them, you know, wow. they are car body, you know, the astral lines. And it's not just the three. You know, you see many. They all sometimes you lucky enough to see them in all the beautiful rainbow crystalline, yeah, um, lovely iridescence, beautiful. And yes, they were just there, just before we started. I remember, yeah, you said you that was so magical that you saw the the car body. Inappropriate somehow. I thought it was, you know, a very important thing to be doing. You know, I just got my seventieth birthday. Yes. My husband had just been delivered because he's been laboring under the threat of death for quite a long time with a hole in his heart. Mm. And he's just recently had successful surgery, which we were worried about because there was a risk, but it was successful. Yes. So we thought, really... oh, well, you know, this is a really important time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm going to make the most of the years left to me. I'm not even going to think about it in terms of years left to me. I'm just going to give whatever I've got whenever I can mm. and then, you know, just pace myself. I'm just going to scoot down the hill on my bicycle, you know, enjoying it, enjoying it and getting on with it. Did, I love that. And going through all these these days, these 39 days with the moon, what was it like for you? What Did, did it teach you something that you were, weren't expecting going through this as, you know, invoking the moon energies for 39 days. It's going to be 40 tomorrow. <laughs> I, don't, I'm, I'm, I will need to process that. Okay. You know, I'm so involved in yes. sort of getting, getting the moment right. Right. Pulling, weaving it all in and just being able to get the moment right. And, you know, just keep the clarity around it, you know, for the group. Yes. That I, hadn't, I will need to process what it's actually, what I've learned from it. Okay. I need to the time for that. I understand. Yeah, and sometimes we don't know until weeks after. It's true. Maybe a better yeah. question since you've been so much tuning in and we're, yes. we've been talking a lot about, since we're talking about the moons, the, how are you feeling about the upcoming eclipse energies that we're kind of in the shadow of already? Listen, listen. I don't think about the future at all. I love that about you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I really don't. What are you I'm feeling now? What are you feeling now with it, though? Yeah. What of great, sorry, can you say that again? It got cut off. Great. You know, I've got personal stuff going on because I'm reaching myself away from the pyramids. But actually, I am feeling very clear and optimistic Optimist. and ready. And ready. So, you know, ready. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Whatever's required of me, I feel that I'm perfectly equipped to deal with it. What I say is bring it on. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's your Saturn in Leo. There we yeah, go. <laughs> Bring it on. Don't you dare try to bully me, universe. <laughs> <laughs> it helps to have Saturn there in the place of the yes. eclipse. Yeah. It is a strong Saturn. Yes. Um, yes, it is. I mean, all right, you know, it's sort of opposing the moon and, you know, it, but... Yes, it is a strong Saturn, and I won't be bullied. And yes, to be ready, bring it on. Okay. Yeah, all right. Now I want to do this. I Medi think I want to do this meditation. Okay. No. All right. Let's let's move into no, this. So no, I don't want to go off the boil, you know. Okay. And so, well, we've got Moon inside. Is there anything else we need to focus on? So we're, um, we're crossing from Scorpio to Sag right now. Yeah. So we're going to be ending this forty days on with the. Sagittarius moon, waxing Sagittarius moon. Yes. The day before, actually, the, or is it the, yeah, it's going to be the, actually the same day that Uranus is stationing retrograde, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. We're ending on the Uranus station of retrograde in Aries. A Uranus retrograde station. So that's going to be a very inspiring time, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose depending what you've got there, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's definitely like a shake-up of energy, breakthrough, awakening. Awakening. Mm -hmm. Well, that's always a good thing, Shri. It's always a good thing. Thing, you know, and I think people are waking up, and I think they need to wake up. You know, we all got lulled, didn't yes, we, politically? So true. And whilst we were lulled, and while we were dozing. You know, Alibaba came in and pinched everything. <laughs> Alibaba. Thieves come in and, you know, stole the governments from under our noses. It's nation. true. It's true. You know, I think we do need to wake up. I, I think agree. that's a good thing. I mean, God knows what's happening here, you know. Well, that's why we need this temperance meditation. The temperance meditation, okay. Yes, this will be very good and grounding. I'll just go for it. I'll just do it. Yeah, I'll just go for it. it. Bring All right, it. Then. So <laughs> let me just get my temple bells. Great. And, um, She's just preparing here. She'll be right back. You're looking for your bells? Okay. Great. All right. So, so, so just get yourself centered. All right, just get yourself centered. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Find your center of being. Atay, Malkutigadura, Bigadura, Leolam. You're lying on a beautiful bed, a beautiful bed, a lion bed, with wonderful lion feet, and a canopy of stars. There are billowing white draperies all around your bed. It's like waking in a cloud. that you're in a temple and the temple is bathed in morning sunlight 
There's a soft breeze and the scent of meadow grass. You sit up and you pull up the bed hangings. Five tall windows stand wide open, allowing the scents and sounds of summer to drift in. Directly in front of you, there's a doorway. This doorway, glowing with a bright yellow light, it's got the, the Roman for 14 X1V glowing on its um, threshold. Glancing around, you see. So while you were sleeping, unseen hands have laid out soft towels, fresh white gown, and a wreath woven of wild meadow flowers for your head. And there's the altar, decked with a bank of yellow and purple irises. Their heady perfumes pervades the air. With the joy of anticipation, you rise. And there's a beautiful water pool. You slip into the water pool and delight in the feel of the silky water. Perfect temperature for your skin. And after you bathe, dress in your white gown and your wreath. Move towards the altar. Amidst the bank of scented irises, you see two beautiful golden chalices. One is chased of the symbol of the sun and the other of the moon. They're brimmed full of sparkling liquids, which dance with flashing colors of hidden fire. The solar cup is dancing with a red glow, the lunar with a blue. You long to take them up, but you know that the magical liquids in the cups are seeking to unite into a marvellous, wonderful, healing purple stream. But you do not dare. The chalices look a bit heavy for your hands. You're afraid of spilling the liquid because even one drop will burn that water to ash. Instead, you just blow less over the cup with a pentagram, uniting them under your desire for their integration. You turn from the altar and you pass towards this glowing yellow door. On the lintel, carved the word temperance, the path of redemption. The curtain over the door is a gauzy, magical fabric, as though it's made of summer sunshine and butterflies' wings. And points of light, like little golden arrows, are flitting across its surface. With a light step, you just reach out, come closer, reach out to touch it, and the curtain dissipates into a shower of rainbow star drops, and you pass across the threshold. You are standing in a prism, a shining prism of rainbow light. You cannot see beyond it. Streams of light seem to be emanating from you. 
or maybe towards you, you cannot tell. You seem to be held in the crystalline heart of a geometric pattern, pattern colored lights. So just feel it. Feel the moist grass under your bare feet and experience its greenness more vibrantly than any green you've ever seen with your eyes in life. The intense blue of the sky above you penetrates your mind with a depth of blueness you can taste. You can feel the ruby of your own blood like a redness beyond sunset. You feel golden sunlight dancing on water. You see purple and orange flowers. They're shining like stars. Colors are so intense. And you take one big, trustful step forward. And the prison is gone. And you stand alone rough green country. The air sweet with heath blossom and the hum of bees, dragonflies swooping over the shining surface of a clear moorland land pool. You feel fresh, you feel strong. You might have just dropped from the skies in this present form. All your potential feels completely active and present within you. This sweeping virgin landscape sings to you of your peace and your industry, your ability to fulfill your true tasks, your deep desire to do so. Here, the past and the future combine in the fertile, vibrating moment. There are no simple lessons. All learning is in the service of light. Your heart just exults and your mind takes focus. And you survey the distance. From your resting place here by the pool, soft earth road is leading across wild country to distant sunlit mountains. <coughs> mountains. There are treasures of civilization. There are cities of gold and hearth fires warm with kinship. There are temples of learning and pleasure palaces of consummate delights. Everything you could ever dream of lies waiting for you there. But the road is long and your resting place is so sweet. And you consider the long journey which brought you here. Every step you ever took, ever, has brought you to this wide, wonderful expanse of natural beauty. Every false step was indeed a true one. Every mistake was a blessing. Your spirit is strong and your heart is pure and your mind is clear and your body can 
contains them perfectly. You've got everything you need. You are everything you want. The gods protect you and the angels sing to you. You know who you are. You know where you are. And above all, you know that you're just starting. You're just starting out. So, with quiet concentration, focus on the true task of being who you are. Your will and your purpose, one, the same thing. Your love and your need are flowing together. Your giving and your receiving, the same. And this landscape belongs to you. Because you've arrived at it. Because you've created it. And it exists because of you. It's perfect the way it is. And so are you. So as you concentrate these ideas and thoughts, you become aware of a stream of silvery light passing through your body from your crown down to your feet. And when it reaches your heart, it flows across to your breast, down your shoulders, and out through your hands. So just for a moment, experience that flow of universal love to you and from you. Coming in through, it's your left and your right. Coming in through your heart and it's flowing out to you and from you through your hands. You behind you, behind you at your heart level, you can feel the wings of your bar stretching out, powerful, fully fledged, in colors of flame. Your angelic wings. Before you, the quiet lake reflects the vastness of the heavens. A soft breeze rustles the bulrushes at the water's edge, releasing that poignant sweetness of the water irises. The sound and the scent bringing you even more powerfully to this ineffable, timeless certainty of your eternity, of your quiet, present, active, eternal self. Placing one foot in the cool water, you absorb the whole landscape into your heart and into your soul, imprinting it there forever. The journey ahead is clear, the subsequent rewards will be marvellous. The past is redeemed. But this tranquil certainty, that's the sum of it all. And now you see something gleaming in the water. Lying on the smooth stones just beneath the surface, two golden chalices. And this time you just seize them eagerly. And as you lift them from the water, the breeze drops, the bees fall silent, the whole landscape holds its breath. It's a profoundly still and strange power possesses you. The deep blue haze surrounds the chalice in your left hand, and a glowing red surrounds the one in your right. 
And before your watchful gaze, each cup begins to dance with volatile fluid. Dancing volatile, it fills with fluid. The right hand cup is flashing like firelight, the left sparkling like the summer sea. You feel as though you're holding the secrets of the infinite in your two hands, and you know exactly what to do. Without spilling one precious drop, you will blend these liquids until they flow into a single stream of perfect purple light. You can see the color in your mind. It's a deep royal purple. It's got a healing violet glow like fire in the inmost heart of a perfect amethyst. Carefully raise your right hand. The golden cup is heavy, but your hand is steady. And your will is strong. Immerse your being in that purple, in that purpleness. And you wait until you feel robed in this majestic purple light. And then with absolute perfection of poison modulation, you begin to pour a slow stream of magic ruby fire into the blue liquid. And at the exact moment when the red meets the blue, you transfer. And with amazement and joy running through your veins, you see that the red and the blue streams are flowing together. The colours are clearly defined. A purple glow is surrounding them. Your purple glow surrounds them. But they've not merged. Together, by your hand and will, united, they retain their separateness. Ice and fire, sun and moon, God and goddess, earth and heaven are dancing together under your steady pouring and your watchful purple gaze. There's a sudden burst of sunlight, and the clouds part, and the grass and the heather sing in praise. But you do not falter. In timeless focus, holding an exquisite balance, and maintaining your strong purple glow, you continue to pour from one cup to the other, and the past and the future meet within you. Experience and potential are one. You can rejoice in the knowledge of this redemption. You can temper the sacred flow of your energies in harmony with the cosmic flow. You've risen above the laws which bind the material. The mingled blessing of commitment and freedom is yours at once. Well, at length, you do feel the desire to rest. Gently return these two chalices to the water. They submerge with a slight hiss. And then they disappear. But that feeling of balance and integration remains.
and you take one light, strong step forward back into the rainbow prism. And this time you rejoice in those streams of colored light. You experience them all as a wonderful spectrum of your own sacred, divine, creative, blessed energies. Poking sits in particularly now on bright yellow. It, you experience the sweet smell of the water iris. Ah, and you're back in your in your temple. It's beautiful bed. The windows are all closed. The temple is lit by a torchlight. Beautiful rosy flickering, glowing torchlight. It's very restful, it's very still, very inviting. You're sleepy, and the bed looks very inviting, but you go first to the altar. And lying upon the altar is a little crook and flail, golden. Little golden crook and little golden flail, symbols of the Lord of Iris. Symbols of your own self-sovereignty that you have now earned, claimed, can claim. With love and discipline, the crook and the flail, you're now in perfect control of your own energies. Keeper of your own threshold, calibrator of your own heart. You take up the little golden crook and flail and kiss them and return them to their bed of golden irises. Hold on to your heart for a moment, And then you go and have a little splash in the temple pool. And then put on your robes and go and lie on your wonderful lion bed to rest and dream. A well-deserved healing sleep of you feeling of certainty and grace. All is well. All is well. in a little while, you can return to your full waking consciousness, refreshed and relaxed, and ready to resume your life at the Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 